Fritzburg and Blood and Faith.com. It's the weekend. Time to do more trouble. <laughs> Time to create more problems for the devil. Got to read you about the Bible. The Bible's a very interesting book. People don't understand. They don't bother to read the Bible. The Bible's an extremely subversive book. Story about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 23. Then the whole body of them came and they got up and they brought before him, brought him before Pilate. Who's the him? It's Jesus Christ. See, all the legal authorities, all the government authorities brought him before Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation, forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ a king. They accused him of insurrection. They accused him of treason. They accused him of trying to overturn the government. They brought Jesus Christ before Pilate, the whole body of them. They began accusing him. We found him misleading people, misinformation, hate speech, <laughs> forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar. I'm not sure he did that, but anyway. And saying that he himself is Christ, a king. He's an insurrectionist. He's a traitor to Caesar, trying to set up another kingdom. So Pilate asked him, he said, are you the king of the Jews? And he said, yeah, I am. Bible says here, it is as you say, but he's saying, yeah, yeah, I am. I am. Then Pilate, the chief priests and the crowds, then Pilate said to the chief priests, <clears throat> said to the Jews, he said, I don't find any guilt in this guy. European man finds no guilt in Jesus Christ. The Jews do. But they kept on insisting, saying he stirs up the people He's an insurrectionist, teaching all over Judea, starting in Galilee, as far as this place. He's an insurrectionist. He's trying to overturn the government. He's an enemy of our democracy. Pilate heard this. He asked Jesus, he said, are you Galilean? When he heard that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod. Herod was glad to see him. Herod questioned Jesus at some length, but he answered him nothing. Here's something that you and I need to understand about Jesus Christ. Je First of all, if you listen to my podcast yesterday, they always tried to trap Jesus Christ in his words. That was consistently what they did, because he didn't murder anybody, he didn't steal from anybody, he didn't uh, violently burn down major cities like BLM and Antifa did. He said things. Jesus Christ said things. And they're always trying to trap him in his words over and over and over. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. They tried to trap him in his words. So here's Herod. And he questioned him at some length. But he, Jesus Christ, answered him nothing. Here's something that you have to understand. You don't owe them the answer that you want, that they want. You do not owe your accusers the answer that they want. This used to frustrate the Pharisees. Frustrated the Jews. When you see Pharisee, just think Jew. Bothered them. They said, Jesus, we're trying to just answer the question. Just answer the question. Is it right to pay Caesar's taxes to Caesar or not? <laughs> Jesus did not owe them the answer that they wanted. Jesus did not owe them the answer they wanted. He just looked. He looked at him. He said, hey, 
Whatever you owe to Caesar, give to Caesar. Whatever you owe to God, give to God. And he's talking to, to, to Herod right here. He says, I'm not even going to answer your questions. They're trying to trap him in his words. You and I do not owe the authorities the answer that they want. We don't owe them the answer that they want. You can respond to their question, but you don't have to answer it in the way they direct you to answer it. It's a yes or no question. Uh, Jesus didn't, should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? That was a yes or no question. Jesus Christ refused to that. He said, I'm not going to give you a yes or no answer. You can do that too. Jesus, we caught this woman in the act of adultery. The Bible says to stone her. The, Bible, the law says to stone her. Are you with the law or not? <laughs> Trying to trap him in his words. Jesus says, hey, I will not, and he said this to himself. He said, I will not overturn my law. I'm the one that gave the law. I will not overturn the law. So he looks at him, he says, listen, those of you with no sin, be the first to cast a stone. Go for it. You without sin, cast a stone. And they began leaving one by one, starting from the oldest to the youngest. You know, you know why? Because the older we get, <clears throat> the more full of foolishness we understand we are, if we got any wisdom whatsoever. Older we get, the, the more we realize... <clears throat> We, we ain't got it all together. <clears throat> Hopefully the foolishness of youth has been driven out from us. You do not owe your enemies the answer they want. <clears throat> he did not give Herod the answer he wanted. Pardon my voice, by the way. And there's the Jews standing around them. The chief priests, the Soros-appointed prosecutor, the district attorney... Funded by the Jews, paid for by the Jews, maybe a Jew. And the scribes, I talked yesterday about the scribes, are your petty bureaucrats, your petty lawyers, your petty judges, accusing him vehemently. He's an enemy of democracy. He's an insurrectionist. He's against the Constitution and the rule of law. Herod, with his soldiers, after treating him with contempt, sent him back to Pilate. All right, Pilate goes back. Pilate, the European man. Pilate, the European man. Pilate, the European man. Pilate was European. He was from Rome. He's a European man. He was not a Jew. <clears throat> he says, you brought this man to me as one who incites people to rebellion, insurrectionist. And behold, if, having examined him, before you, I have found no guilt in this man regarding the charges that you make against him. He's an honest man. Nor has Herod. For he sent him back to us. Behold, nothing deserving death has been done by him. European man declares him innocent. Now, he was obliged to release to them at the feast a prisoner. But they all cried out, and they said, Away with this man, Jesus Christ, and release unto us Barabbas. All right, <clears throat> pay attention. Release for us Antifa and BLM. Let us go. Let them go. They're peaceful protesters. Their riots are simply, they're trying to express the rage they feel inside. Let Barabbas go. Let Black Lives Matter go. Let Antifa go. Throw this Jesus Christ 
into prison forever and execute him. He's an insurrectionist. He's a traitor against Caesar. He's an insurrectionist. He's a, he's a traitor against the democracy and the Constitution and the rule of law. But let Barabbas go. Let Antifa go. Let BLM go. No, I'm not twisting the Scriptures. I am not. I am not. I'm trying to tell you that this word 100% applies to what's going on today in America and Europe and Australia and New Zealand and all the Christian lands and all the European lands. It's the same story, same MO, same actors, same people there, same scribes, same Pharisees. They call themselves Jews, but they're not. They're not the legitimate offspring of Israel. They're not. They're just not. Their own literature tells you that. The Bible tells you that. You got the same MO. We're going we're gonna to accuse you of doing the very things that we do. We're going to demand that Barabbas be released and you murder the righteous man. We're going to bring all the prosecutors and the petty judges and the little lawyers, the scribes and the Pharisees, and we're going to accuse and accuse and accuse and accuse and accuse. And we're, if that's not enough, we will stir up the rabble, we'll stir up the crowd until you submit to our agenda. If that doesn't work, we will blackmail you, Pilate. We have friends at court in Rome. That's what they did. If you let them go, you're no friend of Caesar's. You're no friend of Caesar's. You're no friend of Caesar's, Pilate. Ding, 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 ding. You know what we're saying. You know exactly what we're saying. We got friends at court in Rome. The Jews in Rome. We're going to accuse you before Caesar like we're accusing Jesus Christ before you. And we will testify openly that you sided with a man who's inciting treason and insurrection, Pilate. And a riot was beginning to develop. And Pilate made his mind. Pilate, he caved. He caved. There's a very high likelihood if he, that if he didn't cave, he would be put to death. And at that point in his life, he says, it ain't worth it. Tradition holds that later on he converted to Jesus Christ and was willing to give his life for Jesus Christ, which is the minimum requirement for faith in Jesus Christ. It's the minimum requirement for faith in Jesus Christ. Willing to go to a cross, that's the minimum requirement for serving Jesus Christ. It's not some holy, it's not some maximum, oh, I can be, a, no, it's the minimum. You want to follow me? Pick up your cross. Barabbas, he was the one who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection made in the city and for murder. How is this any different today in 2023? You got righteous men thrown in jail for doing vastly less than what Barabbas did, what Antifa did, what BLM did. I mean, virtually they did nothing, just like Jesus Christ. What did Jesus Christ do? He, opened, he had word crimes, he had thought crimes. He opened his mouth and he said things. And Barabbas was a murderer and an insurrectionist. Oh, let Barabbas go. Let Antifa go. Let BLM go. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed him again. But they kept on saying, crucify him, crucify him. And he said for the third time, Why, what evil has this man done? For I found no guilt in him demanding death. Therefore I will punish him and let him go. 
But they were insistent with loud voices asking that he be crucified. And their voices began to prevail. How is it any different today? You stir up the rabble. You blackmail people. You bribe people. You call Brabus a hero. Pilate pronounced sentence that their demand be granted. And they released the man they were asking for who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, but he delivered Jesus to the world. Okay, same, same thing we got today. You got all these little petty judges, petty attorneys, petty bureaucrats, and they come out and they stir up the rabble against Jesus Christ, accuse and accuse and accuse and accuse. And they want the wicked to go free. This Bible's for today. The Bible's for 2020, 2023. It's the same cast of characters. It's the same MO. And Christians have been brainwashed into not seeing it that way or reading it that way. We've been told for all our lives, oh, is separation of church and state, separation of church and state, don't impose your religious values on me. You can't impose somebody else's morality on you. Anybody that says you can't impose morality on somebody is themselves imposing morality upon you. To lecture somebody and scold somebody and speak down to somebody and instruct somebody that they can't impose their values on somebody else are in fact themselves imposing their values on somebody else. This is logic 101. This is seventh grade stuff. This is indeed the hypocrisy of the Jew. Well, you can't impose your values on us. Well, then why, are you, why do you even presume to open your mouth and speak to me if you really feel that way? Unless you're, of course, the, the very hypocrites that Jesus Christ warned against. Who are the hypocrites? It was the Jews. It was the Jews. Well, you can't impose your religion on somebody else. Well, what do you think the Jews do? They have, they have their religious rules. We're God's people. You can't be anti-Semitic. They have their morality. You can be homosexual, but you can't be anti-Semitic. You can't speak anything about us unless we give you permission. They literally are the hypocrites that Jesus Christ warned you against. They, they still are to this day. Oh, we're against hate in all its forms. You're a liar. You hypocrite. You hypocrite and you liar. The Anti-Defamation League, the business of the Anti-Defamation League is to defame people. That's what they do. Jason Greenblatt, that's what you do. You go out and you defame people. You call them racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and most of all, anti-Semitic. Because you get a special category because you've set yourself up uh, hypocritically as above everybody else. So you can, you can criticize white people all you want, but oh, you don't touch a Jew. Oh, that's anti-Semitic. The they, they remain the hypocrites that Jesus Christ warns you about. Now, why has the church submitted to the Antichrist? I was talking to somebody today, and they said, even before they met me, even before they heard me say what I'm saying, this person said, you know, I saw that scripture in 1 John 2.22. 1 John chapter 4, uh, 2 John verse 7. And, he, and, and this person said, I said out loud, oh my God, the Jews are the Antichrist. And this person said, if I had not had that revelation before I heard you say any of these things, I said, I probably wouldn't associate with you. 
It's in the Bible. It's in the Holy Scriptures. These aren't Fritz's crazy ideas. That's one thing I really try to do. I try to bring the Word of God to bear upon these issues. I'm not reading a 20th century, mid-20th century political literature. I'm not. You've heard me talk before, well, maybe you haven't, about Foucault and Gramsci and, 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 and regimes, Gramsci, Foucault's regimes, the, the, the prisons, the, the power of language, about how, how that language is structured and how you, you can't think beyond the language that is permitted and the words that you actually have. And I said, hey, this simply agrees with what the Bible says. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the Word is creative, the Word is all-powerful, it's creative, it's a regime, it's the salvation, it's the deliverer from ignorance. St. John the Divine was there long before Gramsci and Foucault. Of course, those guys tried to twist it and make it something against the Word of God. But they stumble upon their own little skirts. It's like, yeah, the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word, the Word, language, logos. The power of society. Jesus Christ is the power over all things. But that's just one example. Coming back to Luke here. It's the same MO, it's the same people. You don't have to go read, you know, 46 political books. Go read the book of Luke. Figure out who the scribes and the Pharisees are of today. It's the same people. I'm telling you, it's the same people. They call themselves Jews, but they're not. They're liars of the synagogue of Satan, says Jesus Christ, according to Jesus Christ. You realize King Herod the Great wasn't even a descendant of Israel. You do realize that, I hope. Most of the people that were living down in the land of Judea at that time were, in fact, descendants of Esau, who had converted to Judaism. The converts to Judaism in the Bible go back at least to the book of Esther. Esther chapter 8, I think it's verse 17. So all these people, they converted to Judaism because they were terrified and had fear of the Jews. Jews had a lot of power. They took over the multicultural empire and began murdering people. So people said, okay, I'll go be a Jew too. <laughs> Jesus Christ scolded the Jews, scolded the Pharisees, which are Jews. He said, you travel about land and sea, trying to make one convert, one proselyte, you make them twice the sons of hell that you already are. You already, already are the sons of hell, and you make these converts of these foreign peoples, and they become twice the sons of hell as you. That's the modern Jew. Oh, you can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. People are sheep. The Bible talks about people being sheep. Pastors, you're supposed to be the shepherd and guide them and protect them. But you're acting like a sheep too in front of the Antichrist. And you're being driven and driven and driven because you're terrified of the Jew, so you join the Jew. You join the Jew. You do what Judas Iscariot did. I, I, I can't fight this stuff. I can't beat them. I'm going to join the Jew. Oh, they're God's chosen people. No, they're Satan's chosen people. Yeah, I know. I know. This is tough. This is tough. The reason the church does not matter is because we've abandoned what Jesus Christ said and taught. We hate Jesus Christ. The church hates Jesus Christ because he's racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic. Every one of those things Jesus Christ is, according to the modern Jew. And the church sides with the Jew because we're terrified of the Jew and we want to make him happy because we don't want to be accused of these sins that are no sins at all. 
Being anti-Semitic is not, it's, it's a made-up word by the Jew to protect the Jew. The Anti-Defamation League was founded to protect a Jew who raped and murdered a little white Christian girl, convicted in court of it. That's where they were founded. It's the same people, same murderous, white-hating, child-rapist spirit that, that it was founded on. Same thing today. Oh, you can't say that. That's innocent. Listen, let me tell you something. I have a king. His name's Jesus Christ. The Jews hated him. The Jews murdered him. Jesus said, why are you trying to kill me? He pointed out who the murder, his murderers were, were going to be. And they murdered him. He says, you're the, the father of the devil and you're the synagogue of Satan. I'm not changing that. I'm not changing his words. I'm not ashamed of his words, church. And you go back and you read just what I read out of Luke. It's the same people. We're going to catch him as words. Oh, that guy at Blood and Faith. He is racist and sexist and homophobic. <laughs> and they go out and they stir up other people. Labor unions, congressmen, senators. Try him and convict him in a court of whatever. Blackmail people. Nothing's changed. You want freedom? No, you don't want freedom. You don't want freedom. You want ease. You don't want freedom. You want ease. You want peace with the enemy. Peace at any cost. Let's submit to the Antichrist. And the Antichrist won't bother us. But we won't call them the Antichrist. We'll call them God's chosen people. So we feel better about submitting to people who Jesus said are the children of the devil in the synagogue of Satan. And even when they were, Jesus Christ said to them, you go out, you convert, you make proselytes all over the world, you make them twice the sons of hell that you already are, that you Jews already are. I got a lot of work to do. It's going to change in 2024. 2024 is not here yet. We'll talk about that when 2024 comes. I got a lot of work to do. What I'm saying is true. I'm more passionate about it than I was in 2022, 2020, 2021, 2017. The more I see of this, the more my eyes are opened up. It's like, oh my God, we're living in a delusion. The scriptures are in front of us. They're right there to see. But the church is terrified of the Jew, ashamed of what Jesus Christ himself said, because we don't want to be sexist or homophobic or misogynist. So we're going to just dump the whole idea of patriarchy, that the male is the head of the, the household, the head of the tribe, the head of the nation. We're going to just dump that because somebody might call us sexist. And you elevate the traditions of man above the written word of God. That's what the Jews did. Church has gone the way of the Jews. Well, we don't want to be intolerant or divisive. Well, Jesus Christ was intolerant and divisive. How come you don't want to be intolerant and divisive? You never read what he said? I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. And I cry. And I weep for my church and my people and my race. Because we we reject Jesus Christ. We reject Jesus Christ in the church. I didn't come to bring peace. 
I came to bring a sword. I came to set a fire. I came to set members of the family one against another. And we yearn for acceptance from the world and from those who call themselves Jews. We denounce and reinterpret the words of Jesus Christ to satisfy members of our family. I know, I know. People who call themselves Jews. All those Pharisees out there who stand in the church, they stand in the cathedral, they stand in the temple. Look at me, look at me, God. I'm not a sinner like that guy over there at Blood and Faith. I'm not racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, or anything like he is, God. And we as a church, evangelical church, I'm not even talking about, I, I'm just talking about a Bible-believing church. We're literally ashamed of what Jesus Christ said. And we won't say what he said. And we won't stand with him. We won't be hated along with him by the same people that murdered him. We refuse to. Tell me why God's going to save this country. Tell me why God's going to save this country. Why is God going to save this country? I mean, I hear some people say, oh, God's going to save this country because we support the Jews. As soon as we don't support the Jews, God will have judgment on this country. No, no, no. You, got it in, you have it in the complete inverse. You have it exactly 100% wrong. You're exactly 180 degrees wrong. Oh, well, God will save this country because we're still, there's so many Christians here, and there's lots of Christians here. And the Christians are ashamed of what Jesus Christ says. Ashamed. Ashamed. Embarrassed. And, and part of it is intellectual weakness. Part of it is that. Part of it's cowardice. I've gone through a bit of a learning curve myself, you could say, over the last three or four decades. I mean, you, you grow up with this stuff. My mother, oh God. All the, all the, all the Jews, all the Jews. You know, bow down, grow up before the Jews. And that's why, you know, like I said at the beginning, people are sheep. People are sheep. Pastors, you're supposed to be guardians of the flock and direct your sheep and protect your sheep. They're looking to you for help. And you're telling them to grovel before the Antichrist. That's not helpful. So my life's dedicated to helping my race, the European race, unapologetically so. Paul had the same calling. Even though he was of the tribe of Benjamin, of the house of Israel, his calling was to reach the white races, and to reach the Europeans. That was his call. That was his mission. That's my mission field too. And like Paul, I'll say this very clear. Romans 9 verse 3. I'd wish myself accursed and separated from God for the sake of my own people and my own race. Oh, we're just starting. We're just starting here at bloodandfaith.com. Wait till 2024. Fritz Bergen. Bloodandfaith.com.